Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everybody. I'm joined by a very special returning guest to On Roads Boxing Radio, now making his second appearance. I'm joined by Showtime Boxing Analyst Steve Farwood. How's it going today, Steve? It's going great. Hope you're doing well as well. I'm doing very well. Happy to have you back on the show. And Steve, you were recently ringside for a boxing event in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Can you uh, tell the fans a little bit about Showbox? Yeah, that was Friday night. Uh, we were in Atlantic City, which it was nice to do a boxing show in Atlantic City again because there aren't that many anymore, especially compared to the old days. And we saw a lot of young fighters, which is what Showbox, of course, is about. And uh, main event, we saw the 122-pounder Adam Lopez. His third time on Showbox, his third time against an undefeated opponent. A uh, guy from Mexico named Mario Munoz that we didn't know much about. And uh, Adam Lopez did his, took care of business, won about eight out of the ten rounds, showed a lot of skills. And, you know, he's he's sort of on, flying under the radar, I think, at 122. He's not yet a contender, but uh, he, he put on a good performance, as he's done in all his showbox fights. So he's definitely a contender to watch. And uh, there was some other talent on it as well, including one very bad decision in our first fight uh, when John Magda got, got a draw with... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. But John Magna got a draw it didn't deserve, and uh, that was certainly a bad decision. Yeah, now, speaking of that, it actually was recently announced that the uh, scorekeepers actually got one of their scores wrong. In the yes, right. That. Yes, Christopher Booker actually got the majority decision. But have you seen many situations like that? No, I have not. Um, what's interesting, and this doesn't make New Jersey look very good, is – our previous show box, uh, Tony Perez, who at one point in time was an outstanding referee, was judging, and he confused two of the fighters and scored for fighter A when he meant to score for fighter B, and as a result, we almost had a very questionable decision in that fight. So uh, two shows in a row in New Jersey, we've had major scoring issues, and I'm just glad that uh, Brooker, whose name escaped me before, <laughs> I'm just glad that Brooker got the decision that he so clearly deserved. Yeah, now, out of all the fights, the one I was actually most looking forward to was the fight between Ellis and Odom. And that one surprised me because it actually went the distance. Were you, uh, were you surprised by that fight? I was. I was surprised by it because both guys uh, had big knockout percentages. Odom, we've seen on Showbox before. We know he really can punch. Ellis, his knockouts were against a very low level of opposition, so you can't tell if a guy's a pure puncher or not because of that. Um, you know, is it the low level of opposition or is it legitimate power? So I wasn't sure about Ellis, but there were times in the fight where they were really gunning for each other. There were also times in the fight where they both backed off. So it was kind of a weird fight with very different dynamics round by round that changed. Um, but yes, I am surprised it went the distance. And I thought at that time, I thought the judges got it right. Um, draw it seemed about fair to me. All right. Now, you mentioned that Atlantic City isn't quite producing the, the big fights that it used to. I'm just curious because I actually personally like Lancaster. I've seen some big fights down that way. Do you think sure. it will ever get back to the way that it was, that we'll see big, meaningful fights in that, uh, that fight city? Well, you know, it's what comes first, the chicken or the egg. I mean, you can't have meaningful fights unless you have the hotels full of people and you have a reason, you know, a strong marketing plan to get the people back to Atlantic City. There are fewer hotels than there used to be. You know, some of the Trump hotels closed. Um, Boardwalk Hall has tons of fight history, and I, I like when there are big fights there. Uh, but, 
you know, there's competition now. Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun are both pretty big, and they're equidistant from New York, you know, as Atlantic City is. And it just seems like the momentum is gone. I think if you're, you know, if you're a young person today, you're going to have a bachelor's party, you're going to have a bachelorette party, you think Vegas first. You don't think Atlantic City. And the marketing that Vegas does is so outstanding. It gets so many people just based on that. And I think it's kind of decidedly uncool, Atlantic City, right now, you know, in terms of a destination spot. Of course, it has the beach which a lot of other places don't have, but I think it needs to rebound. And I don't know. I don't know if it can or not, but it has a lot of boxing history, and I'd hate to see that history just fade away. Well, you mentioned Mohegan Sun. They were actually supposed to have a, a very big fight on March 12th, and unfortunately it got postponed. Keith Thurman uh, was in a minor car accident, and now his fight with Sean Porter is postponed for the time being. How disappointed were you that the, the biggest early fight of 2016 is being pushed back? Well, of course, disappointed, um, but not that disappointed because it sounds like whatever Thurman did was pretty minor. He's going to be able to go back into training soon. So, you know, I, I think in the spring we'll we'll have that fight. Um, it's a fight both guys want. Obviously, everybody wants it. Showtime wants it. CBS wants it. Um, everybody was involved in it. Showtime, CBS, PBC, everybody. So it's going to happen. It's just, you know, sometimes when you have to wait a little bit longer for a fight you really want to see, it makes it that much more uh, appetizing. And hopefully that'll be the case with this. But there's no reason to think it won't happen. So I, I think in, you know, I don't know, three months, four months, whatever, depending on the schedule, I think we'll we'll see it. All right, well, Steve, one of the big surprises so far in 2016 is a fight that just kind of came out of nowhere. Canelo Alvarez versus Amir Khan. When you look at that as a boxing analyst, what do you see there? I see frustration. I see frustration on the part of Amir Khan. It's a very, to me, a very strange fight for him to take. I see a guy who's wanted... Mayweather for a long time, never got him, who's wanted Pacquiao, never got him, who for some reason doesn't seem to think maybe the Kell Brook fight is as attractive to the audience as we all do. Um, it just seems like a natural fight that would draw a huge crowd in a soccer stadium in England. But that isn't happening, a guy in his own weight. So as a result, he's fighting a big junior middleweight. I mean, you know, you saw how much bigger uh, Canelo was than Cotto when they fought, and I think that was a large part of Canelo's advantage over Cotto and why he beat him. So... You know, look, Khan's a really good fighter. I, I, From day one, I've said I thought he would have given Floyd a ton of trouble. He's a good, good boxer, but the, is he strong enough to keep Canelo off him? And, and I just doubt that. I, I just find it odd that he'd be fighting a you know, a junior middleweight with, a, I guess, catch weight of whatever it is, 155, 154. Um, I just I don't, think, uh, I don't think it's the greatest matchup for Khan. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of Khan's pursuit of Mayweather and Pacquiao, I mean, do you think he took this fight – more on the sense that he just was unable to get a big fight more than he thinks he can actually win it. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously for him to de determine and to say. But, yeah, it just seems like he's been frustrated for so long. And, you know, part of it is, is that there's times in the year because of his uh, his religious convictions with Ramadan that he can't fight. That makes it a little more difficult. Um, that might have cost him the Floyd Mayweather fight the first time around. And, uh, yeah, I think he just, you know, look, he's a really good fighter. And to, 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 it's probably hard for him to get up for, you know, some of the lesser fighters, the Chris Algieris and whoever else he fights. He wants the big names, and I can understand that. He deserves them. He's a great boxer, you know. So I think he just wanted a big fight, and this came along, and why, why, you know, why wouldn't Canelo take it? It makes all the sense in the world, and he's going to get paid well for it. So I think it makes sense for Canelo. I'm not so sure it makes sense for Khan. If Khan gets knocked out in this fight, does that end him as an elite fighter in, in a lot of people's eyes? Well, you know, there's going to be a built-in excuse. I wasn't really a junior middleweight, blah, 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 blah. I fought a much bigger guy. Um, but 
if he gets knocked out, you know, especially since he's had knockout losses in the past and he's been down so many times in his career, that's just going to confirm the belief of, of a lot of people or the perception of a lot of people that he doesn't have a good chin and, you know. But but I guess he can always fall back to a Kell Brook fight down the road. But he won't he won't be he won't be the A side of the equation if he gets knocked out by Canelo. That's for sure. Oh, Steve, last time I had you on, you mentioned that you weren't the biggest fan of the heavyweight division, but all of a sudden the heavyweight <laughs> division has gotten interesting. Got the new champion in, in Tyson Fury. You got a fight between uh, Anthony Joshua and Charles Martin coming out. Deontay Wilde is an undefeated champion. What do you think of the division right now? I have to say it's picked up. Um, it's a lot more interesting. The world without Vidaly Klitschko and Vladimir Klitschko, as much as I like those guys and respect them and wish they had made a bigger imprint on America, um, it's a more interesting division. There's no doubt about it. Now, we have a lot of question marks. You know, Deontay Wilder will answer some question marks when he fights Povietkin. Uh, if he beats him, I think he's going to have to be taken pretty seriously. He's maybe the best ever in the world. Um, Fury, you know, has to fight Klitschko again. It's going to be interesting to see if Klitschko can do anything different. Lord knows he didn't fight a very smart fight or in a very effective fight the first time they fought. And Fury, just by with his sheer personality, like him or not, he can be totally outrageous and off-color. Um, you know, he brings a lot of excitement to the division and a lot of outrageousness. So this is something that's been missing. And, uh, you know, we have Martin. We don't know about him. We don't know how good he is. That remains to be seen. And then you have Anthony Joshua, of course, and, and, and Joseph Parker, the two best young fighters in the division. And they're rising. So, yeah, all of a sudden it's a lot better. And even I will admit that, Jenna. <laughs> all right, well, what do you think of, of Anthony Joshua versus Charles Martin? A lot of people didn't expect Joshua to take a title fight until maybe next year, but the opportunity came up. What do you think of his chances there? Well, I was surprised on both ends. I was surprised that Joshua would take it so quickly. I was surprised that Martin would make a defense like that so quickly in England. I mean, Joshua, I think, should be the favorite in the fight to win, even though he hasn't fought anybody of a world-class level. Um, we know what he did as an amateur, Olympic gold medalist, etc. And Martin is just he's a mystery. So I don't know what to expect in that fight. You know, it's a very, very strange fight. Martin didn't give us much to go by when he fought Glasgow, and, and you know, that fight ended quickly. So... Uh, it's intriguing. I just don't know, uh, but I am surprised because I, I thought Joshua was a year or two away. All right. Well, the next really big fight that is set on the schedule is a fight between Manny Pacquiao and Timothy Bradley, third time around. Do you think having Teddy Atlas in the corner of uh, Bradley is going to change the results at all? Well, I think it certainly um, energized Bradley, which, you know, after uh, Tim Bradley's not the youngest fighter in the world, I think that helped him. I think you saw that in the last fight. Um, can he beat Manny? I think it's all about Manny. You know, we know that Manny beat Bradley twice, got only one decision, but beat him, beat him twice. And, you know, if Manny shows the lack of energy that he showed against Floyd, well, then he's very likely going to lose his fight. But he was fighting Floyd that night. And we know that, you know, you can burn a lot of energy trying to hit Floyd and waste, waste a lot of time and energy. So I, I don't know. It's, it's very hard to say, but I think it's a critical fight for Pacquiao because if he does win and look good, it's going to be real hard for him to retire. You know, the, 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 to leave money on the table is going to be real hard. If he doesn't look so good or loses, then we might not see Manny Pacquiao again. Well, in your honest opinion, if he does look good, you said that, you know, it would be hard for him to retire. Do you expect him to fight again after his fight with Bradley? You know, I've been around too long, Janet, to ever think a fighter is going to retire. You know, if you asked me a few months ago, would Floyd fight again? I, I said, yeah, I think he'll fight again. And I, it had nothing to do with my understanding of where Floyd's mind is. It was just a matter of it 
it seems like almost everybody does fight again, even after they say no more. Now, Floyd has stuck to his guns. We'll see if he continues to. Every day and every month that goes by, clearly there's less of a chance of him coming back. But you never know. I, I think one of the reasons he hasn't come back is because there's nobody to draw big money. Now, if Manny looks fantastic against Bradley, you know, would we see Manny and Floyd again? I mean, clearly that would generate more money than probably any other matchup for either guy. So that that keep that in the back of your mind, you know, um, perhaps – totally unrealistic, but wouldn't shock me if it happened. All right, well, since you did bring that up, Mayweather Pacquiao, too, I mean, what would have to happen for fans to truly be interested in that fight? What would have to happen in terms of both guys? Well, I think Floyd being away for as long as he's been, and as long as he will have been by the time they fight, that in itself, I think, puts in the people's minds, well, maybe Floyd won't be so invincible now. You know, he's, he's, he's older now, he hasn't fought in a long time, blah, 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 blah. Secondly, if Pacquiao looks great against Bradley, that sort of maybe confirms some people's belief that Pacquiao wasn't Pacquiao when he fought Floyd, that maybe the, the shoulder injury was a problem, whatever. Um, so, like I said, he's going to have to look real good against Bradley so that people believe he has a chance to threaten Floyd. Obviously, he didn't threaten him in the first fight. That's why it was so disappointing. Uh, but if he can look good against Bradley, you know, it's, it's a different ballgame for him. All right, we'll see if we've got a couple more questions before I let you off the line. And sure. this weekend, boxing comes back at the championship fight. Terrence Crawford takes on Hank Lundy. Uh, do you see Lundy having any chance? Uh, a minor chance. Hard to give him much of a shot. Uh, I like Hank Lundy. He's a world-class fighter. And, and most importantly, I think he deserves a shot at the title, which I'm glad he's getting. But Terrence Crawford just looks too sharp. You know, you're fighting a guy, Terrence Crawford, who's a top 10 pound for pound guy now, and he's at, he's at his very best. He's, he's probably never going to be better than he is right now. So it's awful hard to, to pick Lundy to, to win. Crawford has advantages in boxing ability, and, and you know, he's, he's, he's such a good fighter. So I, I, can't, I can't really tout Lundy too much as much as I'd like to see him do well because I like him. All right, now another fight that's really kind of flying under the radar, and it's a great matchup between two undefeated guys. You've got Carl Frampton versus Scott Quick, champion versus champion. Who are you taking that fight and why? Well, I can't wait for that fight. Now I'll be in the studio um, hosting that fight at the CBS studios for Showtime. It'll be on Showtime Extreme. I believe it's 5.30 Eastern on Saturday. So, yeah, I, it's a, the kind of, I can't make a pick because I'll probably be scoring the fight as it goes along. So I won't make a pick, but I can tell you this. It's a real hard fight to make a pick in. I mean, this is almost a 50-50 fight. When I first watched tape, I thought Frampton had the edge. Then I watched a lot of Quig tape, and Quig really impressed me. He was a fighter I was not as familiar with as I was with Frampton because Frampton fought in America, and Quig hasn't. Um, but it's the kind of fight for those fans that don't know these two guys. This is just a great matchup. It reminds me a little bit of Ben Eubank way back in the early 90s, um, two British fighters who fought each other and ended up in a unification fight as well. So two good young fighters, undefeated, as you said, both champions. This is a fight that's been in the making for really almost four years. Um, it should be a tremendous atmosphere at the MEN Arena, and I uh, can't wait. Just it, it, If you asked, as I said on TV the other night, if you asked a lot of boxing experts, pick five fights that you want to see the most, this would be one of the five. All right, all right. now for the winner of that fight, can they call themselves the champion of that weight class, or do they have to face Guillermo Rigondeaux out because truly they're the best there? No, you have to fight Rigondeaux, no doubt about it. Um, Rigondeaux is the number one fighter in that weight class, and, and Donaire can make a good argument that he's you know deserves to be as high as, as the winner of Frampton Quick, although the winner of Frampton Quick will be in a tremendous position. But based on quality of opposition to date, you have to go. I mean, you know, Rigondeaux beat Donaire. And, and that's, that was his biggest win, obviously. Um, I think, you know, as, as uh, unattractive as Rigondeaux can be in the ring, 
He is what he is, and he's the best 122-pounder in the world until somebody beats him. All right. Well, in closing, Steve, is there anything you want to let the fans know about projects you're working on? Anything you want to say to the fans? Uh, no, just looking forward to a lot of different stuff. Um, four shows on Showtime in uh, in four weeks, assuming well, that's if March 12th, uh, you know, continues. Um, but you know, a Showbox, a Showtime Special Edition March 5th, the Showtime Championship Boxing March 12th on CBS, and then the studio show. So a little bit of everything going on at Showtime, and um, you know, mixing in the uh, odd Broadway boxing, Lou DeBella's shows in New York. So staying busy, and uh, I think you know February and January both were kind of quiet months in boxing. And I think it's going to really pick up both with PBC in April and uh, and with uh, Showtime and HBO doing their normal stuff. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be a good year. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for your time today. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to seeing you call a fight. Thanks so much, Jenna. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.